All right, guys. Um, Kron, I hope this is cool with you. I know you're acting general manager today or this week or whatever. Dan, you're next week, but whatever. Um, the uh, As you know, the video store trade show um, is, is coming up, and I know we we did everything we could to try to get the association to have us host it. Um, obviously, the bribes were not enough, but uh, we're going to New York, so that's cool. All of us? Yeah, we all get to go. I really thought that manila envelope full of stretched out pennies was going to be enough to sway the decision, but... I doubt they opened that, buddy. I'll go on a uh, free vacay. Why not? Yeah, well... Yeah. Okay. Yeah. We'll talk about that later. Um, but I was thinking about this last night and I thought, um, we sound a little podunk, right? And we probably need to do everything we can to kind of, to kind of fit in when we're up there. So I was thinking we, we probably should start working on our New York accents, right? So we can fit in. Hey, I'm walking here. Uh, thank you. You, you bit right into it. So, I think we're going to get our asses beat if we do that. I don't know, man. So, I, I, what I thought was maybe over the next few shifts, we just practice and we just go full-time New York. All right? Boston sucks. Boston sucks. That's right. Is it Austin or Boston? Both of Bo- them, He dude. said Boston, dude. Oh. Yeah. Try it out, Dan. Uh, give me a slice. Dude, you're getting the phrasing and everything. It's great. See, I'm having a tough time not doing a walk-in, so it's- <laughs> I was going to say. Yeah, it's, you know, so I'll start there, and then I'll work I'll work elsewhere. So I don't think we have to worry about like a Brooklyn or like Borough thing, so. Hey, I'm walking here. Okay, we've got that one nailed down, I think, so we could probably move on something else. Any more? Dan, please. Think of this as oh. like a, a, you know, a language class, but the teacher doesn't want you talking and, uh, you know- I'm not even the, sure that I'm doing it right, but, you know. The Yankees lost today. What the fuck? Hello, Lemon. Oh, damn it. <laughs> How was that? He's busted into uh, Long Island there. <laughs> Think I'll blend in. That's a killer Long Island you got there, Mr. Baldwin. Oh, there goes Pete Davison. Who's he with this week? Am I right? We should give him some credit, shouldn't we? Dan, that's two points. You've lost two points. Play along. Oh, look at that rat. The R's are really the hard part, right? I can't walk here. There's too much trash. Public works must be on strike again. What's that smell? I don't know. I'm I'm losing it myself. I feel kind of dumb bringing this up now. This character work is tough, dude. Man, how do people Who's do it? Watch the store while we're gone. Oh, it's just it's gonna be like a take a penny, leave a penny sort of thing. We're just gonna leave a bowl out, people can leave coins and take whatever they want. Last time we did that, we came back to more movies than we started with. Mm-hmm. I think people think that we're a DVD donation center. A lot of fast mm-hmm. and furious. Lots. Mm-hmm. Hey, I'm walking here. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna keep trying. So, 
Maybe and then I'll uh, I'll punch a guy's taxi. Yeah, you gotta like come down. You gotta like hammer fist his uh the mm-hmm. the hood of his of his uh of his cap. Are you? What about Ubers too? You to gotta me? hit the Ubers. You know they're uh, everywhere. Are you talking to me? I don't oh, see anybody else. He's doing it. He's the taxi me? driver. I get it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You guys should play this out. So Kron, you're walking. You're trying to get to fifth. Then you've got a big fat, you know, big fat lady. She's stinking up the cab. You're trying to drop her off. Go. Look at this guy trying to cross the street. Yeah, it's fine. You know what? Let's just talk about the movie. I'm this week on Five Day I'm Rentals, a we're watching Bushwick. <laughs> Welcome. This is Five Day Reynolds, the two-star video store podcast where each week one of us takes a crack at picking a flick that we think meets a fun, non-genre specific category. It's time to put a little bow on that category called Invasions. I'm Bones. I'll be leading us through Bushwick from 2017, joined as always by the man who's walking here, Cron Howard. And Dan, I love my voice. Fuck your bits. Laundry Dan. Howdy. Uh, Midnight Cowboy number one, signing on. (laughs) I've never seen it. That's all I know about it. That's what it's from, right? I'm walking here. (laughs) Which I believe was an improv. Rizzo the Rat. Right? Yeah. Like the Mm -hmm. guy actually sort of drove through. Hmm. Isn't that the cowboy guy try to be a gigolo or something? Isn't that his angle? You're nailing it here. You seen it, Dan? Yeah. Apparently, I've seen at least parts of it. I know. I've seen. I'm walking here. Dreaming. It's it's decent. I mean, I don't. Have you ever seen Urban Cowboy with uh, John Travolta? I have not. Yeah, me either. Kron? I know that cover, though. No. Wasn't Urban, like, right after the next movie he did after Saturday Night Fever? It might have been. That. In that in that area, I think. What about The Cowboy Way with Kiefer Sutherland and uh, Woody Harrelson? It's a very popular uh, VHS rental yeah. That seems like something my it. parents rented. Yep. That in like eight seconds. Yeah, probably had more harsh language and nudity than they anticipated. That might have been a cover your eyes movie. I just remember them riding like horses through. Was it New York? Were they in New York? Yeah. I, I mean, that's what sold the fucking movie, right? I mean, I guess it's the opposite of City Slickers. Yeah. Curly's Gold? That's two. That's huh? the second one. Where they liked Jack Palance so much, they wrote him back into it. 
Why didn't one of you guys pick that for sequels only? <laughs> you could make another sequels only category mm-hmm. and, and pick maybe, it yourself. Maybe we'll pick it. Dan should pick it. <laughs> okay. Let's not talk about City Slickers 2, The Legend of Curly's Gold. Let's instead <laughs> uh, talk about the current category we're in, Invasions. Dan, this was your category. What did you bring us? I brought you uh, Dark Angel from 1990. And we had a, a special guest on there, Chris, the movie psycho. So go check that out. Yeah. Just dropped. Uh, just dropped. Go check it out. So you hit that alien invasion. Oh, yeah. Sector. And then, Kron, you went a little bit more metaphysical in a way with your invasion. Yeah. Ninja 3, the story of... Uh, one woman getting invaded. <laughs> yeah. And so I I wanted to bring the actual war invasion and came across this movie in my research. First watch for me. I was not familiar with this prior to selecting it. Um, I think that's the case for both of you two, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, you, uh, you answered my first note, which was, Bones, did you watch this in a theater? <laughs> I wish. Was this a Bones movie or what? Yeah, this seems like the kind of thing where you would have been like, oh, I'm going to the theater on Friday to watch uh, like some movie I'd never even heard of. I do be like that sometimes. Mm-hmm. It has been a few years, though. As it's starting to ramp back up, though, I'm, I'm, I am... A little bit more prone to seek out the indie theaters and such. There's a um, little island of like premium shopping centers like Saks Fifth Avenue and Dior places. Uh, I won't give away the, like what the fucking shopping area is. I don't want to be pinned down geographically. Um, but they have a relatively small theater in there and... Like the biggest movie that they'll show would be like Banshees. Like they're they're not getting a Marvel movie. They're not getting like your like a Martin Scorsese movie has to be like Silence. It couldn't be The Departed for it to go in here. So, hey Dan, too many big stars. Yeah, Dan. Yeah, get a load of this fucking Brewster's Millions watching movies next to the. Fucking Dior. Louis Vuitton store. I never like said Gucci that I went store. there frequently. Plus, the tickets are super cheap. And they do like the minimal popcorn. They don't have like the gargantuan AMC popcorn. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's only $100 to watch a movie down there. Yeah. It's gourmet popcorn. Mm-hmm. Actually, I think the last movie I watched there was during one of their international film festivals. And I, th- I want to say it's a Polish movie, some Eastern European movie called The Parade which I've never seen pop up on anything else, which I would highly recommend to people. It was about um, like a gay pride parade that a like mobster is hired to do like security for. So he's just like Eastern European, Tony Soprano, like not really keen on LGBT, you know, rights, but whenever he's paid enough money. And I think there's like some scenario that like sort of switches it, but it's the story of like, these gay men making these hardcore Eastern European criminals a little bit more in touch with their um, flavor. It's pretty good. 
That's just that's the type of stuff I'm watching there. Hey Dan, uh, get a load of this fucking Brewster's Millions watching the Cannes Film Festival. <laughs> I'll take it because I am I'm, I'm going to ruin any sort of uh, high class with my praise for this movie. So. You just said you liked the parade. Did you burp and fart through the whole thing or? No, dude. It's fucking, it's a classy ass establishment. I want to go back. I'm trying to get in the country club. You don't really <laughs> burp when uh, all you eat is caviar and a little cracker. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they put caviar on the popcorn? Well, they put the popcorn on top of the caviar. Each piece of popcorn gets a little bit of caviar. No, they, they drop it in the bottom of the bag. Then they put the popcorn on it. And then that the heat and everything kind of softens There's no popcorn, the, is there? It's just caviar. It's just caviar. Mm-hmm. I knew it. Mm-hmm. It makes doing the popcorn trick impossible. You make a mess. <laughs> Feels good, though. Gonna have to throw these boxers away. <laughs> Hey, babe, I'm pissing fish over here. All right. Bushwick, 2017. Dave Batista, his return to the podcast. Recently only seen in Army of the Dead, one of our favorite movies, obviously. We can't get rid of him. Um, guys, Batista. Who, Batista? Batista. Uh, I meant uh, the Army of the Dead DVDs that <laughs> we can't get rid of. I think we've established that they're holding the ceiling up, right? So at this point, the whole store up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Batista, best actor to come out of the WWE. I, I mean, we have had other wrestlers on this show. Yep. Yeah. Well, Hulk Hogan, but also Jesse fuck, the Body. Fuck all that. Rowdy Piper was a wrestler, dude, and he's a pretty decent actor. Piper's good. Decent for what he was in. Yeah, he he wasn't trying to do Shakespeare and shit. I mean. Batista surprises me because like I said he's in Dune. He's in Blade Runner. I thought he did pretty good in there. Yeah. Doesn't have a massively huge part, but. It's important. Directors seem to like him, though. Yeah. So. And from what I hear, he takes it seriously. So. Yeah. He was a Bond henchman. That's true. I'm hoping- I watched Heat the other day, and I totally forgot that Henry Rollins was in it. Yeah. I was like, oh, shit. Fucking De Niro throws him through that. <laughs> or no, it's Pacino that throws him through, right? You rat fuck. Um, I'm funny how. Different movie. Um, Kron, before record, you said you rewatched Thief. You claim yeah. it to be the best Michael Mann movie. Yeah. Uh, fuck you, Heat fans. It, it's. I'm just kidding. I mean, Heat's a good movie. I think I finally got around to watching the Thief Criterion that I got, and I was blown away by the imagery in it. I also love that Tangerine Dream score, so it's mm-hmm. kind of... I feel like, I mean, he used them more than once, right? Because I, 
Didn't they do Manhunter? They did Manhunter. Yeah, I think they did Manhunter, but I don't know, man. I wish he had kind of kept, you know, mixing them in a little bit. Yeah. Like what they do. But yeah, Thief looks fucking great. It's a cool story. I think it's right around two hours. Uh, I don't know, man. It just moves. Like, I was entertained from start to finish. My favorite Michael Mann movie. (laughs) Dan, what's yours? Heat? I don't know. Uh, I like Heat. I, I... I'm a pretty big collateral guy. I like collateral a lot. Hell yeah. Yeah, that's a good one. Bones? It's got to be heat. I mean, I fucking love collateral. Um, But heat is just the fucking master stroke. I think collateral, like the look of it, is like... if he, I mean, it's the same, but... It looks like that's what he was going for with Heat, but couldn't get there. But I mean, you can see, I think he would want it to look more like collateral. Just uh, that. I don't know. Sadly, see, I, I think collateral is kind of dated. Like if he had if he had made that movie like two years later, it wouldn't have that grain and such. Like the digital would have been. See, I think. I think he gets so big where they're into like it's like maximalist thinking where I think thief the whole movie is just focused on like one job basically like it's him. Yeah. You see like a little setup at the beginning like the first 30 minutes where he's doing like the movie literally starts on a job and then the whole next rest of the movie is one thing like him building up to you know, the one job that's going to make him and he can quit and shit. It's a Rafifi. Yeah. I just like that. It's so it's, it's small in a way, you know, it's just kind of the plotting and the planning and getting, figuring out how the alarms work and all that shit. Yeah. And you've, and you've been very open about how you don't like, um, complicated stories. Like you like very simple you know, if it gets too heady, like a Ninja Three, mm-hmm. you get a little. Yeah, well, little, I got. Who am I supposed to follow? Who's I got a good kick, guy. I got kicked in the head when I was a kid, so I can't. Yeah, he did. I can't keep up, dude. I need him nice and. Well, give me a Bushwick where I can keep track of everything that's Oof. going on. All right, did you, you guys take my advice and rent this bad boy? Mm-hmm. I, I paid the. The one dollar and eight cents after tax. Fuck. All right, I owe Fuckers. you. Yeah, I rented it. Okay. Do you did you see why I suggested you not watch it with with ads? Yeah, I mean, I I see the the takes. Okay. You can <laughs> see the cuts four? though. Yes. So let's get that out in the open. This. This movie, the premise of this movie is that it is all sort of set up to be as in long of a take as possible. Um, there are a few for some, I feel like some emotional hits. There are some, some edits and I'll try to make note of those when we come across them, which are more like standard theatrical edits. But for the most part, these are steady cam, long shots. And like you said, Kron, you can see the seams. They don't, 
they don't try to hide them. They are very like, hey, let's let's see some stairs for a second, or let's go a little slow as we follow you around the corner. Mm-hmm. Um, do you guys like this type of of filmmaking? Do you think it? I think it bothers some people. I think it's a cool. I guess I like it more in like the um, children of men thing where it's it's almost used as an effect, you know, because it's like yeah. that whole movie is not set up as one long shot. But when they get into some of the, you know, more actiony stuff, they will kind of use that technique, which I think makes the action in it more interesting. So, yeah. like, I, I thought this was interesting, but it's almost like it, it's like a one trick kind of thing. Like, after I watch this movie one time through uh i don't know how how much that would make me want to repeat the viewing you know right dan i think it it works some of the time like definitely i get what they were going for with like the going through the streets and stuff like that yeah but it feels like they could have had some more going on i guess that's how I, because yeah, you get the people like in the buildings with like, oh, there's a fire up there now, and there's a guy shooting over there. Mm-hmm. But I thought they would, I don't know, just added a little more going on. It seemed like they needed more of a chaotic street scene going on when they're going through the streets. I thought, but I mean, that's just me though. Yeah, I'm sure they I mean this was a low budget movie. Yeah. Um I'm I'm pretty sure they stretched as much as they could and I feel like they saved as much of that for the end cuz it really does like it does yeah, you get it does there. sort of build. You go through these scenarios where you're not seeing a whole lot of people on the streets and then progressively you see more and more running past, you know. And then towards the the climax like the fight at, at the park. Um, I'm sure there's some d- digital effect there too, like especially to make it look smoky and dark and it, they're hiding a lot of it, but to me, I, I like the way it builds. And I think the low budget of it adds to the charm to me. Um, I'm a huge fan of as long a take as you can get, because I, I think you get the actors to kind of sit in there for a little bit. Sometimes, uh, particularly Brittany Snow in a few of the scenes. I don't want to say like she forgot her lines, but it does seem like she was very focused on the action that she had to to do at the time. Um, uh, particularly at the the cauterizing scene, and she's kind of off camera. I wonder how much of that is like ADR to try to match up. There's definitely some Batista ADR too. Um, yeah. I feel I'm not, like the, I'm not hiding a whole lot with this movie. So, well, I do feel like the Enjoy more the stuff you put in, though, like if you put in a whole lot more extras and action happening in the background, like that, that would make your hidden cuts more difficult, right? Because it's kind of like, oh, for sure, yeah, you can't have a guy with his arm up over his head, and then you've got a hidden cut, and now he's like crouched down, you know? Yeah. So it's like the more stuff you've got going on, the harder that editing becomes. 
I think the more complicated one would be the first time you see a lot of the people fighting back and that and the the camera does a figure eight. Mm-hmm. Um, like it follows a motorcycle and then goes around a truck and then follows a, like a four wheeler and then whips back like that one. You, you can you can definitely see like the framing kind of shift and stretch. Um, I, I think it still works. I think it's a, a fun – I think effect is a good way to put it, Kron. It's like if you're trying to do this sort of cheap and you can rehearse. So I did a little bit of research watching um, interviews with the two directors because this was a co-director effort um, and with Batista – I will tell you the one thing I learned from Batista was that he was approached. He read it. He was like, yeah, I like it, but I want to make him more likable. I guess originally he was not as nice and didn't have like quite the growth. So he, he put a lot of that stank on it. Um, and they were, they kind of traded. All right, we're going to rehearse as much as we can in like two weeks and subtract that from the actual shooting. So hopefully it like we've invested that time. So when we actually do go to shoot, we can move a hell of a lot faster. So any other bullshit up front before we jump into this? Cause I'm going to be talking a ton. Dan's cracking a beer. Kron, you've got, uh, you've been sipping that wine. It's a, uh whiskey in a glass. Oh, okay. All right. <laughs> Do you normally have your whiskey in a glass? I usually uh I got a helmet hat that's got, you know, two straws that go into <laughs> rocks glass. Well, considering how much you guys were both drinking during the cold open, I'm I'm taking that as a sign <laughs> that you're going to be a little stanky later, so we'll see. Hey, I'm walking here. <laughs> I don't drink. All right. Let me crack one, and we will get into Bushwick from 2017. We start, we got that ASAP Rock score that kicks in. Fucking great score. It's a pretty good score. It's an excellent score. Listen to it like fucking crazy. It works well for the movie. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're flying over Brooklyn. We're inside some helicopters. We've got, uh, we're specifically in the neighborhood of Bushwick. We see that pop up on the screen. Some hardcore Family Matters intro vibes here. I don't know if you guys thought that as well. From inside the helicopter, we see a gun. We've got tactical attire. Um, we start to see more than one helicopter. We see the massive train yards, the endless apartment buildings, and some radio traffic. We're inside the subway station. We've got Lucy. This is Brittany Snow. She's with her boyfriend, Jose. They've just arrived at the station. Now, shouldn't that guy be worried about a gazpacho soup? Or Isn't that the same guy from that Tim Robbins bit? I thought that was the same dude who's Tim like Robbins. The, Tim Robinson? Yeah, Tim Robinson. Oh, that's I was what like, I meant. What Tim Robbins movie are you no, talking about? No, Tim Robinson. You know the one where Heidecker is like 
they're all playing. Oh, he doesn't know about the. Yeah, and he knows all the jazz people and. Yeah, but isn't the other guy in that scene the dude who's the boyfriend in this? It could be. Look it it up. Look it up. No, I'm not. I I didn't look it up because I wanted to derail the podcast like this. I he's from uh, Broad City. He's one of the girls' roommates, I believe. Okay, that's where I've seen him before. Um, as Lucy and Jose are walking, we've got an announcement that they kind of ignore. Uh, it mentions they need to leave immediately. They're sort of ignoring this as um, Jose is hinting about being a little freaked out about meeting. Uh, Lucy's family. Um, they stop at the stairs. He kind of they're they're playing around a little bit. He's they're he's playing the the alpha protective card a little bit, all just so he can little get a little kiss from Lucy here. They uh-huh. head up to turnstiles to leave. All of a sudden, a man on fire runs down the stairs. Holy shit! Denzel Washington, John Creasy. I love you, Greasy Bear. He what, the, what the fuck's going on? He should have what? <laughs> we can't do Man on Fire. That's a five-star banger. All right, they start to head to the exit. Um, they debate on whether or not to try to help this guy, but eventually they're just, they try to head up the stairs. They get another announcement. This is an active combat zone. Deadly force will be employed. What the fuck is going on? So this is our first scene. So that whole scene, all one long tracking shot, steady cam. As they go up the stairs, this is where we notice, oh, they're going to try to seam this together. Jose heads out. He's going to try to get some help, see what's going on. Boom, immediately an explosion. Immediately he comes back down. He stumbles. His face and his body are all charred. They're Lucy gone. freaks out. His face is gone. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and, I mean, it, it literally is. He, he runs up. He is out of frame. Boom. Um, Lucy starts freaking out. She runs for help. We finally see the streets. We got an ice cream truck on fire. There's cops in a shootout with some guys in black. Lucy takes off. She goes down a few blocks. Some real fucking terrorists. They're going to blow up the ice cream truck. Really? (laughs) But but still leave the fucking... Oh, yeah. (laughs) Boom, boom, boom. You think they shot a kid? Yeah. <laughs> a kid was trying to buy that ice cream. Is that what started this whole thing? Mm-hmm. Somebody shot a kid outside of a fucking ice cream truck? I think the the biggest hurdle to get around with this movie is the timeline of it. Like, I feel like I heard, at least heard about January 6th on like January 4th that they were putting barriers up and shit. You know what I mean? Like, I guess the way Lucy reacts in this is like, I have no clue what's happening. I feel like this would be like a known, you would at least be aware. Oh, like there would be some sort of intel? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think uh, table that for uh, our Kentucky boy, and we'll talk okay. about it about it then. Remind me. Um. All right, like we said, ice cream truck's on fire. Uh, she takes off. She runs down a few blocks. She takes some corners. Um, 
on her way, she sees like three different people um, lined up zip tied next to each other. Uh, we got snipers on buildings. She takes another corner. She hides up against a wall. We get a larger explosion in the distance. Yes, it's CG explosions and fire. Low budget movie. It could look so much worse. Helicopters. Yeah. There's only one that I thought looked pretty bad. It's like more towards the end of the movie. But the, all the background stuff, I was like, that's fine. Yeah. This this one specifically when she's uh, before she rounds a corner and they do sort of the cannon thing where it's behind a you know a bunch of apartment buildings, I think it looks all right. And I think there's one like flames out of a window that looks kind of video gamey. Um she finally gets stopped by one of these insurgents. Um, note here, the guy is speaking English. He tackles Lucy. He zip ties her. Um, just as he does that, though, a souped-up VW Golf uh, rolls by, and some thugs inside here just pull a fucking drive-by on this insurgent and then take off. This allows Lucy to get up and run away. She stops at a chain-link fence, not to fuck against it. <laughs> what? I know what this. Other, conf- what other I, reason could there I know possibly this confused be? you? Huh? Uh, she just uses this though to uh, get some friction and help break the the zip ties. <laughs> she wants some friction, all right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She heads further down this alley. Yeah, me trying to get through that chain link. <laughs> You'll get stuck. You would have been shot, bro. <laughs> yeah, would have been stuck. You'd the fucking sniper fodder. <laughs> I got a perv in the alley. All right, she gets further down this alley, and there's two pieces of shit dudes that are talking shit. Um, we watch them murder somebody, just cold-blooded shoot some somebody that's laying on the ground. This scares her. She runs off. She made enough noise, though, to get their attention. They run after her. Uh, she heads down into this basement. They follow. Inside this basement, there's shelves, maps, fucking radio. Looks like a little bunker. Obviously, somebody lives down here. Uh, two piece of shit guys. They start talking shit about like how much it stinks. Um, they're trying to find Lucy. They finally f- they kind of peg that she's in this box. Um, so we got guy one, guy two. Guy one uh, gets fucking maced by Lucy as soon as he opens the box. Um, other guys still got so they both have guns. At gunpoint, they start yelling at her. They want her purse. There's nothing worth uh, grabbing in this. Now, they say this, push. This is where it felt the most like a canon movie. I know you said some of the low budget effects earlier. But. Yeah, because they 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 try to sneak something in here. Uh, specifically, guy number one. Um, mm-hmm. They say Bushwick is our neighborhood. When you white bitch is going to learn that? I'm from here, she says. Lucy pushes this asshole away just as fucking Batista barges in. He knocks down guy number two, and then guy number one, he smashes him up against the wall, then down onto the floor, starts dropping elbows and fists into this guy. As he's doing this, guy number one, his gun goes off and shoots guy number two that Batista had already knocked down. So you hear him like, what the fuck? Oh, shit. Like whining as he's beating the shit out of this other guy. Um I've- fully believe that he caved that guy's skull in with his oh, bare fists. Yes, absolutely. He is a giant man. Mm-hmm. Yes. Sweet um, jacket, too. Oh, dude. I'm I am 
a few years away from looking like this. The Carhartt pants and the tactic. I watched a fucking five-minute YouTube ad the other day for a tactical fleece. I was like, yeah, I probably need that. I probably need that. It's probably good, too. Yeah. It's not the cold. It's the wind that gets you. Well, I got to have pockets. I got to have one in my go bag. Our cold open bit was almost a go bag thing, but I was like, this is going to go way too long. Um, all right. So he's he's caved in the fucking skull of guy number one. Guy number two shot dead. Are you okay? Uh, she asked like, oh my God, are they dead? Uh, Batista starts running around his house. Why are you here? Uh, you can't just like come in people's houses and shit. Uh, what are you thinking uh, rent is for this place? Uh, this well, is New York, so three grand a month. I, I think he just lives in that basement, right? But yeah, Buns is right. Probably like three grand. Yeah. This is, for that basement. When it's Batista like a- dies, people are going to line up around the block to score this place. Oh, is it rent controlled? I mean... <laughs> Lucy says, I live here. Um, So, Batista is Stoop. I have this written as Stoop. So, his name is Stoop. Lucy and Stoop. Um, Stoop goes and, like, washes his hands off real quick, comes back, kind of gives her shit. Like, you can't just, like, come in people's house. She's like, they were, there's, like, all this shit outside. I don't know what's going on. The fucking Uh, door was open. Yeah. It's very inviting. This is a very inviting basement. You Close your door, Batista. Yeah. You don't just walk in, Dan. <laughs> but it's the adrenaline. It's the adrenaline because he then, he sort of, he starts filling her in on what's going on. He does kind of smash the radio in, in anger, but he starts to tell her that the cell signal isn't working. This sparks a giant panic attack from Lucy. Uh, Stoop tries to calm her down. Don't fucking touch me. He's like, fine, have some water. This is like our first, right here is our first non- uh, continuous cut. They do kind of, they don't break the line necessarily, but they, they cut over to this. And I have to imagine that just the geography of that room wouldn't allow that shot because for the most part, they stay in that first entryway. And and now we're kind of on the other side. I would have liked to maybe have seen the guy's bodies mm-hmm. still laying there. Um, Stoop starts going on. They've declared martial law. Not just here, Boston, Chicago, D.C. She asks, is this 9-11 again? No, this isn't an attack. This is an invasion. He said the name of the category. (laughs) Plus two. Thanks, man. Although Kron had two invasions in his. This This early? And then... He had a break in, so right. Well, but they didn't. They didn't say it. Maybe this is a break in. It higher. <laughs> if yeah, you felt so strongly about it. <laughs> hey, that doesn't reflect the rating. Just saying. Category points. Maybe that's a convoluted thing we could integrate into the podcast. That. No, we don't. Hey, need I'll, to I'll say it. We don't, we don't Thousands need of people are listening to. Track oh, yeah. thing. We're getting big. Um, You're good at Excel, dude. Yeah, bro. All right, time to get out of here. Are you a cop or something? She asks. Janitor. 
Stoop you leaves. Think she would have left if he was a cop. Like, oh, fuck you, cop. Yeah. ACAB, she screamed as she stormed out. Defund your ass. I almost said Abacab. <laughs> uh, Stoop says he's heading to Hoboken. That's where his wife and son are. Lucy starts to beg. She says, like, hey, my grandmother is just around the corner. Can you take me just a few blocks? And he's like, no, I'm, I'm, I'm going. We should separate. Um, he heads outside. Lucy kind of just is, she's stuck to this guy now up I behind like, him. I like that at first he's just like, like the main invasion is probably over. Just keep your head down. It's like, yeah. It's terrible. Like as soon as they get out in the open air, they're getting shot at. Mm-hmm. Doesn't she say, oh, there's a sniper right there. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. she, so he, it's not like he is immediately going to run out, but he's kind of on the stairs and she warns him, hey, there's a sniper. He goes ahead and runs up uh, to take cover behind a car, and she immediately follows. So this like sni- signals the sniper that they're there. Sniper starts to shoot at him. He's like, what the fuck are you doing? You're going to get us both killed now. She's also uh, wearing a red fucking shirt. Yes, and a uh, South Park stocking cap the whole movie. Um, they they managed to get pa- uh, run up, you know, use a few cars for cover. Then they grab a dumpster and a very fucking cool Last of Us sort of cover as they go across. That pretty cool. Yeah, uh, crosswalk. And they head inside this school. Lucy used to go here. She tells them that there's a library. There's a bunch of stuff upstairs. There's a, there's a roof. Teachers used to go up there and smoke. On their way up, uh, we hear some insurgents. We see a dead woman at the top of these stairs. Stoop asks Lucy for her compact mirror. Uh, he uses this to see down the hall, finds the best time to run past. They get past them. They get up to the next floor. Uh, they hear down the hall, please don't shoot. Bang. More insurgents on this floor, so they head up to the next. They make it into the library, but they're followed in by two insurgents. Uh, Stoop manages to take some cover behind one of the shelves. First insurgent comes in. They exchange fire. Stoop kills him. The second Keep insurgent. It down. This is a library. <laughs> it was you. You got to admit, Dan's right. It was pretty disrespectful. <laughs> Fucking assholes. What's more disrespectful? The ice cream truck. No, making uh, firing your gun in the library or pushing over four shelves to take out an insurgent. I mean, he's not putting. He's not picking those books back up. You think yeah, Stoop know. knows the Dewey Decimal System? It's clearly just a bunch of people who shouldn't have been in the library in the first place. Mm-hmm. So, I think Stoop is stupid when it comes to the Dewey Decimal. <sighs> Good night, folks. Fucking roasted him, dude. <laughs> I'll give that half point, Dan. I wouldn't say it to him though. That guy's a monster. Yeah, cave your skull in, dude. <laughs> he's awesome. I hope I get to meet Batista one day. That'd be awesome. Ask for be something. on the show. I'll email. Hell yeah. I'll do fucking two and a half hours interviewing about Bushwick, Army of the Dead, Dune, Spectre, Guardians of the Galaxy. Blade Runner. I mean, honestly, I, I I mean this. And this isn't as a joke. 
his performance in Guardians of the Galaxy, it is my favorite performance in the MCU. Let me ask you this. Could you take Batista? No. Okay. Now, shouldn't this humility inform your feeling and confidence of me being able to take out Neeson? Dan, personally, I don't... That wasn't mentioned. I don't think the three of us together could take out Batista. <laughs> I don't want to take him out. Don't I think I haven't thought about beer. how to sacrifice you two. Yeah. I would watch him punch one of you, and then I would run away. <laughs> You'd at least record it, right? Get that on our feet. I'd, oh, I'd get the yeah. punch, but I'd be gone after that. <laughs> you think he'd punch one of us for charity? Would you I don't take the punch for charity. Yeah, it probably I'm it probably very, opens. I'm a giving person. It had to be on the show though, too. It opens up all. Yeah, it, it would need to be on the podcast where no one could see it. <laughs> all right, um, I'm having fun. I was a little worried about this episode being stale. This is fun so far. Thank I think it would. Oh, thank you if you made it this far. It would truthfully open up too much liability for Batista. You want to do it. That's true. Well, I mean, you're going to get some brain damage if he hits you. He probably knows how to throw a punch, though, right? I mean, guy was a wrestler. Yeah, I think, yeah, he knows how to throw a fucking punch. Yeah, he knows even how to. If he, even if he didn't, he's got enough power that a sloppy punch... I think, I, mean, he, he, I think he knows how to sell a fake punch, I guess is what I mean. Like, yeah, that's fair. From when he was brought in, I, I can't remember what I was watching, but they were like, he was really rough. Like They had to like, like, dude, you hit way too fucking hard. Like even in, uh, when they brought him in for wrestling, they had to like tame him <laughs> and Randy Orton down. Yeah, we're doing some nerd wrestling shit here now. Yeah. Because they were the new... I think I went to college with a guy that knew Randy Orton and it was like right around the time that he was getting big or like, you know, getting a a presence. And I think for the longest time I got Orton and Batista like mixed up. They were kind of like the new, um, four horsemen. Okay. Evolution has passed you by. We know wrestling. I know I do. I have passive information of wrestling. I have thought about diving back into it because I I stop on it every it, once in a it while. Has, and I'm like, yeah, it's, it's just it's dude soap opera, right? I mean, Vince McMahon is a terrible, terrible person, but he's funny as shit. I feel like if they were smart, they would just show the old episodes on. Like, just make your own channel at this point. And I, th- I think they do. I think they have a hub on maybe Peacock. Found Peacock. Yeah. Oh, shit. <laughs> yeah, that's what that's what prompted me to, like, think about, like, man, maybe I'll jump in and start watching Raw here. Can't wait to watch a little Hell in the Cell action, I guess. <laughs> He's broken in half. Stone Cold. Fucking the clip of all right, my my fucking YouTube shorts algorithm is so fucked up. And this is to Dan, to your point about Batista being rough. 
not too long ago, I watched uh, a little clip of Daniel Craig talking about working with Batista on Spectre. And they were doing the train fight. And Craig told Batista, like, hey, we want this to look good. So don't be afraid to, like, throw me. Like, like I can take it, you know. It's like my fourth Bond movie is not a big deal. And he was like, the first fucking take, he fucking smashed me against the wall so fucking hard. We were like, all right, yeah, you do have to tone it down. <laughs> oh. I fucking, hey, fair warning, listener. We're going to be going through a hell of a lot of fucking Batista movies now. He is, he, he might be my, uh, uh, Tim Thomerson. Cron. All right. How many Thomerson movies have I picked? I, I just know you like the fucking you good. Picked I picked Thomerson one of them. I may have actually. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because of doll man. Yeah. It sounds like uh Batista's your Tim Thomerson. Okay. No, uh, here's better. Uh, Batista is my your Lithgow. Mm. Well, Lithgow, I mean, Juilliard trained. I mean, I don't know. <laughs> I don't get this comparison anymore. I so. mean, Batista learned on the mats of the WWE, buddy. All right. You piece of shit. All right. Um, Taggart. <laughs> so Stoop first, uh, shoots this first insurgent. Second insurgent, uh, Batista pushes over a bunch of uh, shelves and traps this second guy. He pushes Lucy out of the library, but uh, second insurgent tossed a fucking grenade. Stoop yells grenade, tries to shut the glass door behind him. Boom. Uh, they get up to the roof. Holy shit, you're bleeding. I know. Uh, Stoop got hit in the leg with some glass. Shard of glass straight through his fucking calf. Looks gnarly. Uh they set up a little camp kind of in a, I don't it's not quite a tower, but it's kind of in, you know, like a corner little gazebo mm-hmm. of the roof. Uh, Stoops like, I got to pull this fucking thing out. You got to help me. Like, I'm losing a lot of fucking blood. Uh, he downs some pills, pulls out a flare, lights it, tells Lucy that he needs her help. Uh, he heats up the edge of a blade pulls out the glass, and then for five seconds cauterizes the inside portion of the wound. The piece of glass that he pulls out is the size of my hand. Yes. <laughs> it's huge. It's deep. Yes. <laughs> um, he then tells Lucy, you got to do the other side. And she starts freaking out, but he finally convinces her. So she heats up the blade. He tells her five seconds, at least five seconds. She does it. Oh, my God, it stinks. Poor fucking Batista. Everybody keeps talking about how he stinks, how his place stinks. You feel bad for him here. I think he's really good in this scene, though, because he... I feel like in a crazy situation, you need someone that's super calm. And he's just kind of like, all right, take the flare, heat both sides of the knife. Yeah. Like, you got to count to five. <laughs> I mean, he explains everything in, like, very mm-hmm. clear terms to her. And I'm sure that's where the wrestling training comes from. Like, being able to sell being hurt, but, like, having to work through it. Um, it reminded me a lot of the Ronin scene. If you remember when De Niro shot and he has to walk um, fucking Moonraker through how to pull out the bullet and shit. 
Remember that? It's been forever since I've seen that one. That's a five-star banger. I was thinking of... If you don't mind, I'm going to pass out now. Ronan? Oh, fuck yeah. Yeah, it's been a long time since I've watched that one as well. I was thinking of Black Dog. Yeah, he does the uh, the gunpowder trick. I, I fucking love movies where guys got to <laughs> cauterize and, and, and take care of themselves. Weren't his legs broken anyway? <laughs> During Black Dog. Yeah, I think I think David Bowie broke him, right? <laughs> Isn't that the premise? That's correct. Black Dog, one of the unreleased secret vault episodes. I think maybe in the in the very far future, um, we will not release those ever. So mm-hmm. I think we just redo that category. Hey, uh just wait. <laughs> Seriously, All right, just wait. Okay. <laughs> All right. So, uh, Stoop pulls out a bottle of alcohol, tells her to wash it off good, tells her to wrap it. Uh, this whole time, she's like kind of proud of herself. Like, I did it. I did it. I helped you. I'm going to be a nurse. <laughs> um, she asks, How'd you learn to do that? I watch a lot of ER. I watch a lot of ER. I'm like, Great. Another thing. Batista and I have in common. It's like, no wonder he picked this movie. Mm-hmm. He says, nah, I was a Marine. Stoop gives her a gun and a quick lesson. Uh, this is where he tells her his name. Uh, from the roof, they're able to make it down into more chaos. We aren't going to make it. He says, we'll take it a block at a time. Down on the street, uh, Lucy directs Stoop to uh, Mr. Argo's bodega. Hey, um uh- Argo, fuck yourself, Bones. <laughs> Thank you, Kron. Best picture. Mm-hmm. Best picture winner. <laughs> uh, we're starting to see more bystanders now. It's getting a little bit more chaotic. They're running away. Uh, they slip into this bodega. Some dumbass is loading up on bagels. It's all free. Stock up. Uh, Stoop hey. asks, like, is there any, any more information? Because there's a radio on. The guy's like, who the fuck cares? Uh, some other looters come up from the back of the store. They kind of have a, a quick stare off and then just eventually take off. Uh, they seem like they're not prepared at all. Like they don't have a gun. They don't. <laughs> no, they apparently have a knife. Mm-hmm. So uh, Stoop kind of zeroes in on the radio, tries to get more information. Lucy picks up a propaganda flyer. Evacuation alert. Help build a new America. No taxes, no debt, um, no gun laws, no immigration, no abortion, no welfare, no Muslims. The argument on the radio is about... Go ahead. I wrote down at this point, is this movie alt-right or alt-left? It's yeah. hard to tell. <laughs> uh, it's a political ad that I seen three weeks ago. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Some people watch this movie and shut it off. Like, like, yep, they saluted their TV and they <laughs> went out to their went out to their bunker. Yep. Lesson learned. All right. Uh, the argument on the radio, there's, you know, two talking heads discussing domestic terrorism. The counterpoint to this being that it's all paranoid and delusional. He changes the station. Uh, it's guidelines from the government. Stay inside. We'll hear from the president soon. There are evacuation points that'll start up soon. Stoops like typical government, fucking useless. They hear a noise in the back of the shop. 
It's Mr. Argo, the owner. He's hey, laying there. Uh, Argo, fuck yourself. <laughs> Best picture winner, Kron. Respect. Yep. I love this guy's last line. Like when he dies. Yeah. Uh, That was the line you gave him. (laughs) Not tell my wife I love her. He's in shock, man. All right, Mr. Argo, he lays on on the floor in the back. He's bleeding from a stab wound from one of the looters that took off earlier. Um, like Dan said, it's it's kind of sad. He goes on about like just candy. They just fucking wanted candy. I didn't even try to stop him. Um, time to leave. They head out through the back alley this time. Stoop, what a sweet little guy. He hands her a little pack of, of Twizzlers that he that he pocketed. You're gonna need your sugar. Sugar. Stoops limping a little bit as they run. They're running towards Lucy's grandma's. Um, they come across the uh, bodega loser looters. They are uh, fucking with this armored truck that's tipped over. There's a guard laying on the ground, and the the looter that had stabbed Mister Argo, he's about to shoot the guard laying on the ground. The other three looters, they're trying to get into the back of the armored car. Lucy fires at the looter about to shoot the guard. She misses. This guy turns, shoots at her. Um, Doesn't notice Stoop, but Stoop's over like six feet. He shoots the looter, shoots him in the neck. Turns out the looter shot fucking Lucy's ring finger off. It looks awesome when it like rolls back over to her standing there like, what the fuck? Um, Stoop's like, guess I can't put a ring on it. Yeah, we do get that a little later. Um, the remaining looters, they drive off. Stoop comes over. He stops the bleeding with some duct tape. He goes over and then gives the guard some pain meds. Um, also, Stoop's like, what the fuck are you doing? And she's like, that was the guy that stabbed Mr. Argo. Argo, fuck yourself, everybody. Thank you, <laughs> Thank you Um Now, Lucy doesn't want to leave this guard. Don't you but, think they should have just shot the guard? That seems more humane at that point. <laughs> give him some pills. Good luck. <laughs> well, he's not going to make it. Gi- I mean, yeah, I but give him some pills and let him <laughs> fucking trip out a little bit. Yeah, just all right. E- ease off into that sleep, buddy. I don't know, um, guys. There's a new law and order in town. <laughs> if I was the guard, I'd be like, just shoot me. Yeah, I guess that's the thing. You got to wait till the guy says like. I'm not going to make it. It's his decision. But we I, we don't necessarily know if it was a, a life-ending wound. It's a freebie. You know? Yeah. You can shoot anybody. Plus, Stoop apparently has a uh, fucking unlimited supply of pain medication. Dude's got a problem. <laughs> yeah. So they argue back and forth. He's like, all we can do is help, uh, help with the pain, but we got to go. Of course, more chaos, more explosions. Uh, we're seeing that the insurgents, they're clearing this neighborhood methodically, going house to house. They get inside of Lucy's grandma's house. Lucy heads upstairs. Stoop checks the main floor. He heads up. He finds Lucy over her dead grandma. They get her up on the bed. Lucy goes to her room. Uh, she's lamenting her grandfather, her grandmother. 
Stoop gives her some meds. He says we need to take care of this fucking finger. Um, he goes over and watches a scuffle in the streets between some insurgents and some people in the neighborhood that are fighting back. Sadly, the, the people in the neighborhood are easily pushed back. Uh, Stoop says, all right, now we've got some time. Let me, this is where he sits down to um, patch up the finger. Um, of course, this hurts Lucy. God, you're such an asshole. That's what my wife says. Stoop tells Lucy uh, that he was a hospital corpsman, like a medic. So you were a medic and now you're a janitor? I was tired of watching people die. Stoop starts sewing Lucy's finger up uh, as the drugs start to kick in and she's starting to trip a little bit. Um, oh my God, what am I going to do when I get married? She, she was reminded of Jose. Stoop says, that's why God gave you two hands. She says, do you believe in God? Goes on this whole thing. Stoop's just, yeah, Stoop's just fucking jogging us up to the, the drugs at this point. Bang at the door. They head out through the basement. Uh, they're outside. They're hiding behind another dumpster. Lucy wants to head to her sister's house, which is just oh. a few blocks down. Did you say that her grandmother is dead? Like they just kind of find her? Yeah, she had already died. Lucy yeah. says like she had a weak heart. Yeah. So all they could like, do for her is like get her off the floor and up on the bed. That's kind of like the whole driving force for the first, you know, at least third of the movie. And it's kind of like they get there and it's like, oh, nope, she's dead. <laughs> like, let's move on. Yeah. Um, but now we're introduced or now she wants to go to her sister's house, which is a few blocks over. Stoop's like, nope, that's where they're heading. We need to go the other way. He starts to come this way. And of course, Lucy goes towards her sister's house. And what does Stoop do? Reluctantly follows. At this point, have you guys, are you guys stressed out by the fact that Stoop cannot put the backpack over both arms because of how big he is? It fucking stressed me out. Like, I hate carrying a backpack with just the one strap. I, I was never a cool fucking, you know, Beverly Hills 90210 kind of one strapper. You know, I had to. I don't know about you guys. My Jan Sport. I don't know, man. I always heavy. I could practically cut the other strap off. I'm always uh, <laughs> I'm Joe Cool, dude. <laughs> I tried a messenger bag at one time. Couldn't do that shit either. I'm never, one strap. Never had sm- that security. Smoking a cig. Backwards ball cap, dude. Mm-hmm. I, I'll do a two strap. I do it. Now nah, the baby bag has like a backpack. I'll strap that shit on. Double up. Hell yeah. Dan, do you have the uh the front baby carrier? Like where you put the baby in? Yeah, where it's on your chest. Yeah. Hell yeah, dude. I've, I've that, never used it. That way the baby Aww. can feel for glass doors for you. Mm-hmm. He's pretty good at opening doors now. You gotta crack them now and then he'll is he like what, is he a fucking raptor? Oh, oh shit. <laughs> He's walking now. He doesn't See his breath on the glass outside. Velociraptor. Yeah, you hear his little toenail clicking on the floor. Has he chased you through the kitchen, Dan? It gets scary in there. Uh, all right, they get to uh, Lucy's sister's house, and in one of the one of the cooler transitions here, they go through the front door and they go up the stairs. The camera stays outside and kind of and just pans up. 
second or third floor window, and we go inside. This is where we meet Belinda, Lucy's sister. She is high as shit. She has no idea what's going on. Lucy busts in, freaks Belinda out. Don't you know what the fuck's going on? Belinda's like, I was asleep, and the fucking neighbors upstairs are blasting fucking Call of Duty. Um, she takes, I think, four or five giant bong hits while no, they're sitting here. No, she takes one and then can't clear it. <laughs> she it takes her four to clear it. This is fucking lame as hell, dude. Lightweight. She's a, she's a she's a petite lady. She's fucking lightweight. Yeah. Um. So Lucy's kind of uh, running around. Uh, she finally sits down, kind of explains what's going on. Lucy tells her that they need to leave. Belinda asks about her grandmother. Lucy tells her they hug. Stoop is just sitting quietly on the window, just staring at this fucking bird cage. Belinda goes on about like, uh, that was my birds. So I left the fucking door open and he got out. You know, yeah, what? they'll do that. People that own birds are assholes. <laughs> yeah. There's no reason for it. No. Hey, she left him some food just in case he came back. Yeah, but you shouldn't keep a bird in a cage. This is fucked up. It's twenty. It's twenty twenty two. Come on. You keep that. You keep that cat in your house. Let him out. The cat wants to be here. I guarantee you. Cats domesticated themselves. Yeah. We found the cat in a gutter drain, and it was happy as shit to. to Come live in our warm house. Yeah. I think it wants to go back to that gutter drain. Mm -hmm. Bird literally just wants to fly away from you <laughs> at all hours of the day. All right. Stoop, uh, he kind of kneels down and starts going through his bag, pops some more pills. This is where Belinda's uh, paranoia starts to kick in here. Uh, are you trying to fuck my sister? Uh, we le This leads to a kind of a weird interaction. Why are you taking those know. pills? I don't know yet. <laughs> I don't know. I, she thinks I stink. Um, why are you taking those pills? I shot a guy. I crushed a guy. I got glass in my leg. It hurts. This helps. Um, then her paranoia turns into... That's the exact uh, excuse I give to my family when they <laughs> try to set me down for one of those stupid interventions. Come on, I got a piece of glass in my leg. I have that tattooed on my forearm, so <laughs> if ever I'm found with the heroin needle sticking out, they're like, oh, okay. It's like a medical alert bracelet. Yeah. All right. Just ease this guy out with some Narcan. And, you know, yeah, let me do my thing. Me, yeah. <laughs> Uh, this leads to the uncomfortable happy pussy interaction. Um, I think Belinda is, I think she's trying to be a good sister here and is just sort of baiting him and kind of testing him to see. It read a little different to me on my on my second rewatch. The first time I was like, what the fuck is going on? And I just chopped it up to paranoia. Um, but I think she's trying to get a feel for Stoop, but... And I, uh, her answer is immediate because we get a smash. We got an insurgent that came in through the fire escape. He's in the kitchen. Snoop, uh, Stoop holds him at gunpoint. Lucy comes out of the bathroom, though. Stoop looks away for a second. The insurgent attacks. 
Stoop makes short work of him, slams him on the ground. Looks fucking great. He kind of does that move that we loved in Army of the Dead, you know, where he kind of picks him up. Their waist is kind of on his shoulder, and he just sort of slams him down. A few punches. Spears him. I mean, a spear is more like a, a, a front dive. This is more like a lift up kind of. Power drive. Power driver, kind of. Mo- modify spears him. Okay. <laughs> anyway, uh, punches him and then breaks his arm. Sets him up over, uh, kind of up on the wall. Takes off his helmet and his mask. Where are you from? Kentucky, sir. Texas is, he, is succeeding from the United States why by the order of the fathers. Right away. Because he's from Kentucky. I guess. <laughs> yeah, he can't break that shit. And he's scared of shit of this guy. Well, I feel like he, like once he says, I was in the Marines or whatever, I feel like then you would start in with the yes sirs and all that shit. But right. I guess it is just, I could believe a guy from Kentucky meets someone slightly older than him and <laughs> sirs and ma'ams everything. Mm-hmm. I mean, somebody beats your ass. A sir is like the least you could do. Sure. Hey, I, fine. I was wrong. Thank you, Bones. <laughs> no, that's all. I, hey, we're working this shit out. That's what this show's about. All right, let me start over. Texas is succeeding from the United States by the order of the fathers of the New American Coalition. We are a united force with the goal of establishing an independent nation free from government tyranny and the right to live our lives the true American way. Yeah, that makes perfect fucking sense. Texas, Louisiana, Florida, North Carolina, South Carolina, West Virginia, and Georgia are with us. Parts of Maryland and Pennsylvania are on the brink. They're fucking mercenaries. So this insurgency force, no, they are domestic here. terrorists. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, they are here to uh, basically hold hostage Brooklyn and use this to force Congress to ratify the uh, the succession. Uh, They want to use them basically as a a bargaining tool to get the president to fold. Uh, This dude goes on and says they didn't expect as much pushback as they've gotten because their intel said that there wouldn't be very many guns here. And also because of the ethno-diversity, they would basically be pushed over. Um. Belinda's got some good lines here. Um, guy goes on that once the pushback started from the neighborhood, they were then given orders to just basically start using force. Uh, Stoop fucking hates the fact that this guy's calling himself a soldier. Uh, he asks him where the DMZ is. I know where the DMV is, Belinda says. No, the DMZ, the, the demilitarized zone. Uh, this guy won't give it up. that in there. No, she I just think threw that crack in I, there. That's a screen. That's a screenplay. Th- they fucking loved it when they came up with that. Like, <laughs> yeah, shit. yeah. The the guy typing it out accidentally hit V. It was like, oh shit. Oh yeah, it it auto filled. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you got three options: DMZ, DMV, DMX. I I don't know. I I would have been tempted to try to work in a. Oh oh. I got, I got blood on my hands and there's no remorse. 
Karan, I, that's a spot on DMX. <laughs> arf, arf. Uh, Stoop starts to count to three. Finally, this fucking guy gives up the DMZ uh, as Grover Cleveland Park. Says he was just following orders. Fuck your orders. Stoop tells Lucy, hey, that park is three to five blocks away. It's up to you. What are we going to do? My leg is fucked. It's almost dark. What are we going to do? Lucy says they're going to go for it. What are we going to do about him? Stoop knocks the fuck out of this guy. And we take a pee break. All right, well, welcome back. When uh, when we left, we had picked up Lucy's sister, Belinda. So now we're rolling three deep in this gang. We basically got confirmation that this whole invasion is uh, thanks to that fine ex-state of Texas and yeah, racism. Can we yeah. talk Because I think you would have heard about the possible secession of a state. Like, this would not come... As total shock, which is the way they treat it in the movie. Yeah. The only thing that would come as total shock is the United States military drones killing all these fucking idiots whenever they decided to make a move. Now, what do we think about a scenario where there's counterintelligence and... Oh, you think the military's in? Not on necessarily it? that the military is in on it, but were they smart enough to? Because you know, at the beginning of it, Stoop says they've declared martial law, and it's not just here; it's everywhere. There's Boston, D.C., all of these places. So, is there a scenario where maybe there's small, smaller insurgencies in those areas, and they've sent a larger force to Bushwick with the intent of? We're going to lose these other areas, but we're going to take, you know, excuse me, this section of Brooklyn. And that's what we're going to use as our bargaining chip, right? Because at a certain point, like. I think they're just throwing darts at a map, though, and being like, if we can just lock down one, that's all they really need, right? Is one. Yeah. yeah. And like he says, you know, this is hey, this is liberal minority ridden no guns no rights brooklyn they're all on welfare you know these this is their thoughts i'm putting myself in this Why wouldn't these are not the representation of, of 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 bones here um hey dude we read your newsletter that's we private <laughs> um i i you make a good point dan i think um i mean there's portions of of California that are still pretty fucking red, you know? Yeah. Um, you roll up into LA, I think probably take a good portion. Yeah. And LA. also, I mean, this LA is too sp- sprawling, dude. That's true. LA sprawling. Um, I mean, I mean, Portland or you could take Portland. Yeah, you got to cross the Rockies, though. You got to think about like the the war that you're fighting. You know, this is basically Texas hiring these mercenaries from all these other southern states. Like geographically, they mm-hmm. can probably get to, they can get to New York faster 
And he even mentions like there's parts of Maryland and Pennsylvania. Like fucking Wyoming isn't worth fighting for. Idaho isn't worth fighting for. So move in a coordinated attack. Guys, yeah. And and that's except for you, Idaho. <laughs> Get fucked. So I don't know. I can I sort of I think they do enough world building in this and in, in this sort of explanation to say like cuz you if you don't know what's going on when you start the movie, right? And you he- you see these guys, you don't quite know what's going on. You hear them speaking really good English. Um they look nondescript just in the black and everything. I do think it's kind of a who the fuck is this fucking Kentucky boy? And this dump right here, it's done in a good way, I think. And it's just enough for, like, it would be, it would be unbelievable to me if they were like, nobody's coming, there's nothing. But because there is a DMZ not far, like, it, it's obvious that the military has been activated and is up there. You know, this being just over the course of one day, I do think is is within the realm of possibility, like in the logic of the movie, you know? I'm Well, I just feel like if you started the movie with the couple getting off the train and it's like, oh, it started, like you could still build some mystery, but I just feel like it's too big of a jump to be like, we have no clue at all what's happening. You would hear about eight states joining to to secede Texas. But if she's on the train. I don't think it all happened in an hour though. Like in- I think it happened. Pre- I think, I think them coming in and flying in like timeline of the movie is the same time that they're on the train, not paying attention, you know? Yeah. But what Karan is saying, there's sh- there was f- planning already done with this. You would hear where, you would hear about it on the news that there was like you know growing dissent in Texas. <laughs> oh yeah, but that was my point about so like even January sixth, for example, it's a great example to use. Like there was the discussion of like you know the Capitol Police are preparing for this. Like they put up blockades and everything else. It just happened to be even crazier than they had anticipated. I'm just doing some work to say, do they, they've put that out. They sort of know Intel or NSA, whoever is warning the the federal government like, hey, fucking Texas is building this shit, right? And they're going to attack these places. They're probably concerned about the Boston, DC, Chicago areas. They're also, you know, probably more concerned about Manhattan and these other places. So they... They're probably able to sneak in behind a New York attack or a DC attack and centralize like their main target as Brooklyn. And so if they send two or three helicopters and 12 guys and cause a fucking ton of chaos in Chicago, DC, wherever, but they send X amount of, you know, troops to the ground in Bushwick, you know, odds are they're going to be able to, to take that. Right. Yeah, I think I'm I'm okay with all of that. It just seems like Lucy's reaction in the beginning of the movie is that she has no clue 
what is happening. And to me, you would just, you would easily connect the dot from A to B of this has to do with all that shit in Texas. Okay. She's I a got young you. lady. She has right, a cell phone. But I mean, my wife didn't know what the fuck January 6th was about. Like, I when I came home, I was like, did you hear what happened today? She's like, what? So I'm sure there were people in D.C. that were like, wait, what the hell happened? That just sort of tuned stuff out, you know? And if she's a New York liberal girl in college, you know, in her, what, she's like in her second year of grad school or something, she probably... I get what you're saying. Like, if she's just fucking scrolling Apple News, every once in a while there could mm-hmm. be like, Texas governor declares blah, blah, blah. And you're like, what the fuck? But I also feel like to to buy into their ethno-diversity intel, they probably also were like, yeah, these people don't give a fuck about the news, you know, or give a fuck about Texas. Like, these are people that give a shit about their VW Golfs being tripped out, you know, so... Mm-hmm. Amplifying the, the that target, I think. So, I I I I now track what you were saying because even I was like a week before. So like when January sixth happened, I was like, yeah, they were talking about it. So then when they had the fucking yeah. uh, congressional hearings, like even the Capitol police were like, yeah, they told us about it, but we didn't know it was this many people coming. We didn't anticipate them being this violent. So yeah, like maybe you. You don't know the magnitude yeah. of it, but you at least you can at least go from point A to B and be like, okay, I get how we got to yeah. this shit. Does it does it bridge the gap for you at all that that she only goes in, uh, a few minutes before she bumps into Stoop, who's kind of like informed that he's sort of like they declared this. They dec- he's kind of given her sort of as much information as he can. But it's not like he doesn't mm-hmm. totally know. Like he he seems yeah, sort guess, of tuned I mean, in with his radio and his maps and all that shit, you know. It's not like the biggest. I, I mean, I think it is like the biggest hurdle of the movie, but it's not detrimental. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's just kind of like, I guess you could have still had the same buildup, but people are at least kind of like, it's Texas. Yeah. You know, like you could at least make that connection a little earlier and still have a lot of a lot of the same beats of the movie play out, you know? Well, it seemed like it would work better with like, okay, we're going to take Austin, Texas, because that's kind of a liberal city in Texas instead of like New York. Like, wouldn't Texas want to take Texas? Yeah, but are they, that's no bargaining chip for the U.S. government. The DMZ yeah. and all that, I guess. But you have to think there's places and people in Texas that are like, hey, I don't want to do this shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, they're so libertarian, even trying to succeed would be picking a side. So fuck that. <laughs> all right. That was a good chat. Thanks, guys. Making up. I mean, it all comes down to. Sorry, guys. Kron is Texas in this show. Mm -hmm. He's trying to succeed. Yeah, I think you are succeeding. Yeah, I think I'm succeeding. And beating in a great host. All right, we're down in the alley. 
We see a helicopter crash. We turn a corner. We see some fucking rabbis fighting some of these insurgencies. One rolls up with a Molotov cocktail. They fucking, fucking cool, gang dude. up on them. Fuck yeah, dude. Uh, I didn't know those guys could fight, Belinda says. We transition over into a basement, though. Uh, we see a few dudes inside here. Uh, head guy being James. We see that they've got a few of these insurgents hold uh, uh, held hostage. One's kind of tied up. Another's behind a cage. We follow James as he kind of runs through this basement. And then on the other side, he sees through the window. He sees Stoop and the crew running. Sees that they're coming into the building. Uh, we connect back to Stoop and Lucy as they come in this building. They start to head up the stairs. But James and a few guys are there. There's a little quick standoff. Uh, we're just trying to survive, Stoop says. Like, we're from the neighborhood. He tries to explain that they're trying to get to Cleveland Park. James says, oh, is that what you heard? James, what the fuck are you doing? Some older lady from the top of the stairs yells down. This is James's mother. Uh, Shut the fuck up, mom, I think he says. She says, get your asses up here and sit down. We follow upstairs. This lady, she checks the, uh, I don't know, the pasta sauce or whatever she's got on the uh, <laughs> on the stove. She's got a real oh, Oracle absolutely, Dan. Going on yes, here. yes. Um, she starts to talk about uh, the U.S. Army. They're staged in Rosewood Park. She says, "My boys are tough, but they're not tough enough to get through those blockades themselves." She fills them in. She says that they heard a few blocks over at the Church of God that there's thirty to forty people, and they're just revved, ready to go. They got the bodies, but James's gang, they've got the guns. As she says here, uh, my boy and his little club, mom, it's a gang. <laughs> I guess at this point, you could just admit to your mother, like, mom, I'm in a gang, okay? Like, now would be a time where this is like a benefit to me. Yeah. If you have a basement full of guns, you're probably yeah. a gang. <laughs> This is like how I've never said the F word in front of my parents, but I'm sure like if I got shot, you know, that would be an appropriate time to say, mom, I fuck this hurts. James, you ain't the warriors. You're the orphans. The hell did you say, boy? Stoop is a one man warrior. All right. So they, um, James and his gang, they've got the guns. They know about. 30 to 40 people at the church. Uh, too bad, though, that the head of the church, Father John, he's got some issue with James. So James's mother, she wants Lucy to go and make the deal. Head to the church, pass along the message. Lucy refuses. So she's refusing. Belinda's refusing. Stoop, knowing that there's not much else to do, he says, no, let me go with her. Uh, there's some negotiation back and forth, but basically Belinda, she's going to be held as collateral. Um, and Stoop and Lucy, they're sort of forced by gunpoint by James to head out and make the deal at the church. Look, Belinda is a liability either way. <laughs> I mean, you should be thinking you're lucky stars. You get to Roll drop out of that yeah. dead weight. Yeah. I mean, at this point, aside from uh, the DMZ misunderstanding and not knowing that rabbis can protect themselves, 
for the most part, she's like kept up mm-hmm. with him. You know, she, like the paranoia seemed to wash away when she saw Stoop beating the shit out of a Kentucky boy. But yeah, I guess they just have to explain everything. That's true. <laughs> I mean, she did wake up like 10 minutes ago. <laughs> uh, Nothing brings you down from a high like domestic terrorism. Yeah. Um, Stoop at least convinces James, like, man, don't fucking, don't make us go out here without our guns. So they head out. James tells him, we'll meet at the laundromat. Our gang will be uh, waiting. Out into the street. Dan, did you, (laughs) did you perk up? Uh, I was happy with the, uh, the establishment. It's a good looking laundromat they go to. Mm-hmm. Got some good machines and going. Especially there. when you see Batista sitting in front of one and his shoulders completely block out the machine. You're like, damn, this guy is huge. Nice industrial, stainless mm-hmm. steel. It's clean as I think it was 225 mm-hmm. a wash. I think that's what it said. Not bad. That's, Not that's bad. New York yeah. prices, I mean. I think the last apartment I was in, it was a dollar fifty a wash. So, okay, fucking inflation, man. Out in the street, it's getting worse. Uh, a lot more people fighting back here. Lucy and Stoop, they help a girl up. The father comes over and thanks him for helping. Bushwick's fighting back. We got a gang of people marching up behind a truck. We get a chick riding by on a dirt bike. She drops a bomb under a Humvee. Uh, camera kind of circles around this that. Is, this is the explosion that I thought looked yep. the worst just because, I mean, the explosion is like front and center. So it's the only thing filling up the screen. It looks pretty digital. And the lady on the dirt bike would have been yeah. destroyed. <laughs> like it goes off <laughs> as soon as she drops it. So, uh, yeah, it, it, it doesn't look great, but it's kinetic enough that, I think the movement kind of makes up for it in terms of like what they're trying to go for. So as the camera whips around that, we then connect and follow a guy on a four-wheeler who's got a bat and comes up behind an insurgent and knocks this fucking dude out. Uh, This whips back around and this connects us back to Lucy and Stoop. They head into the church. They start looking for Father John. Uh, They don't see him at the first pass. Stoop says, hey, go take a look around. Let me help some of these injured people. Um, Lucy goes into the back. She sees some kids being tended to by a few ladies. She asked, they said, I, there's some priests in there. Like this caretaker says, she goes through a door. She kind of goes, I think it's like a gymnasium, like a church gymnasium. And there's multiple bodies covered. Um, a few priests. She starts asking this one guy, um, have you seen father John? He's kind of a dick here. He's like, who are you? And she's like, there's these people and they've got guns. And he's like, hey, I'm not Father John. It's like, well, you could have told her that at first. Uh, He says he's downstairs. He's praying. She starts going down, uh, grabs a flashlight and heads into the most terrifying basement of the movie so far. I mean, this is an end of days level, (laughs) creepy ass, wet basement. Just how I wrote it in my notes, Bones. (laughs) It's like, where's the fucking yeah. stigmata? Uh, we hear the echoes of Father John praying in the distance. Uh, she creeps up on him. She finds him praying. He's crying on his knees. 
She starts to explain the proposal. Um, the father starts talking in nonsense about anointment and oil and all this shit. Big oil, man. Uh, he blows, blows his own brains out right in front of Lucy. Uh, she's in shock. She heads upstairs. Um, I did. Thinks you were the one piece we needed to <laughs> be alive. So cool. Uh, He's not going to have No, that's a that's a big no no. I know that from Constantine. <laughs> that's like the whole driving force of uh, what's her name? Rachel Wise's character. But which one? Because because she plays twins in that movie, Kurt. If you remember. Keanu uh Christine, says he wants to another one. They Christine York. Yeah. Ish. Christine York, that's end of days. I know her. Yeah. She's from New York. <laughs> She's, She's the only, only one. one. Only only one. All right. She heads upstairs. Um, I did notice in this take that it's almost like they told her, you know, turn the flashlight off and set it on the stairs. And it's almost like she can't get the light off. So she has to like kind of fumble because I'm guessing it would the spray of the the light would fuck up the shot as they went up and around. And she kind of, you can tell Brittany Snow's like fucking trying to slam the thing. It was one of the only like on screen things where I was like, I bet that wasn't the, or that's probably the best of the takes. Uh, so she heads upstairs. She's like basically forced to take charge here. Uh, she announces to the people waiting in the church, tells them that, hey, we're all, there's a bunch of people with guns. We've got to get the fuck out of here. We got to meet up with them over at the laundry mat. We're going to start fighting back. Most of the people seem to agree. They kind of rally up arms and they head to the front door. Uh, she starts to yell at Stoop to hurry stitching. He's helping some somebody's shoulder. Uh, the crowd of people, they, they bunch up at the front door real tight right here. A um, little chaotic. We don't see outside, but the door gets bashed in by a bunch of insurgents and the people are forced to go back into the church. We got a shootout. Looks pretty good here. There's like, it's dark, some digital fog and shit. Um, Stoop comes out, runs out. He puts his gun up to one guy's head, but he's out of rounds. So he has to start fighting this guy hand to hand. Um, He's not doing too great in this fight, but Lucy comes out, slams an ax right into the back of the guy's head. They head out the back. More helicopters, fires throughout the borough. We see the train on fire. Now we're at the laundry mat. Where is everybody? Where is everybody? They were supposed to be here. Where is everybody? And Lucy, uh, fucking Stoop just snaps. He finally loses it. I don't fucking know. Be patient for one second. I don't want to be here any more than you do. It's a good point. Yes. <laughs> you know the exact same amount yes. of info as I fucking do at stop. this point. Stop. It's like watching a movie with your wife. She's like, who is that? Who's that guy? I, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe they'll tell us in five minutes. I don't know. So she, she walks over. She's sulking behind like a line of washing machines. Stoop comes over. He sits down next to her. Lucy tells Stoop that she's studying civil engineering. She's in like her second year of graduate school. He says, that's good. You'll be able to help people. 
She asked Stu, I never asked you how old your kid is. This sets Stoop just to start talking about his wife and his son. He says, I used to act like an asshole. My wife would slap me, say, oh my God, you're an asshole, but you're my asshole. It's very sweet. (laughs) They got a real, uh, I come in peace relationship. (laughs) They just smack each other around. I'm going to pour chemicals Mm -hmm. down your throat. Uh, He starts talking about his son, but he's using past tense. He tells her that they were killed in the World Trade Center attacks. He was so angry. He enlisted in the Marine Corps. One and a half years later, he was shipped to Iraq. He thinks that the fighting would make him feel better. Something to do with his anger. But he started to feel worse. Decided to switch over and be a medic. Thought maybe he could make up for some of the things that he did in the war. But he just started to lose too many people. Started to lose it mentally, and eventually he was discharged. He just wants some peace, but he just can't seem to get away from fighting. Lucy thanks him for telling him, sharing. She says, well, why'd you tell me you were going to Hoboken? He says, thought you wouldn't want to follow me. Who the fuck wants to go to Hoboken? Burn Hoboken. Yeah, take that, you idiots that live there. That's New Jersey, I think so. isn't it? Mm. I think Hoboken, at the end of Dude, Where's My Car? If you remember, like, the German aliens. <laughs> I pool. think when the one chick, like, is now, like, giant, I think the joke is one of those, like, German or, like, European-esque aliens says, I now banish you to Hoboken, New Jersey. Right before, like, getting crushed. I think that's the only other Hoboken reference I have. And I might be wrong. Stoop gets up to take a piss. We'll cover it next week on the pod. So, we'll find out. like, my next category is Hoboken. Mm -hmm. Stoop gets up to take a piss. He opens the door to the bathroom. Bang. There was a girl hiding in the bathroom. She shot Stoop right in the chest. Lucy runs to the bathroom. She yells at the fucking girl, tells her to take off, but there's nothing she could do for Stoop. She drags him out of the way, or out of the kind of a thoroughfare there. Um, One, how? How does she drag <laughs> That linoleum Two. floor, she could drag him across there. Shouldn't there, I mean, she it's a, struggles. This is an R-rated movie. Shouldn't there be a giant blood trail coming out of him at he's this point? He's a big man. I mean, he's got a giant fucking blood stain on his chest I yeah. guess it just seemed like there should have been a big drag mark from <laughs> moving him um yeah you, you, with that would X. you guys have um tried to sneak in a game on that fucking arcade racing game behind her yeah <laughs> I think I, I mean that's what I've been doing yeah when I, I, would, I think I would have shot one of those coin boring. machines and just sat there and Played some fucking, uh, what, what the fuck, what, California, cruising, cruising USA. USA. Hell yeah. And you know I'm playing manual, bro. Uh, <laughs> when I first uh, moved out here, I was using a laundromat, and I can't tell you how many extra quarters I sunk into the Miss Pac-Man <laughs> machine, because I had time to kill, baby. 
They know what they're doing. Mm-hmm. Uh, before my current job, I worked at a relatively like uh, not quite corporate place, but like you know uh, a big international company. And we won some like contest within like a bunch of other stores, and they uh, we won an arcade machine that they put in the break room. And I bouncer, it, I wish it was bouncer. Um, it was one of those like modern ones where it had like forty fucking games on it, and I think I would play nineteen forty one just every day for like six months. I got so fucking good at that. Did you get top score? Yeah, I had, I, I had ace. Hell yeah. Everybody knew who that was. <laughs> Fucking Donkey Kong is hard as shit. Mm-hmm. Games are too, games are too easy game. compared to fucking hard-ass arcade games. God damn. Or just old NES. No saves. <laughs> you got to set there. Fucking Sunset Riders. And... Holy shit. You're going to die in stage two anyway, so. (laughs) But, I mean, if that was all you, like, your parents had two, they bought you two games. Those were your two games. Mm -hmm. That was it. Fucking the Duck Hunt Mario combo. I would rent. Oh, yeah, I would rent RoboCop and not make it past the first fucking level. I can't begin to describe how little progress I made in Batman the NES game. <laughs> or Jaws on like regular Nintendo. Oh, I don't think I played Jaws. Joss? Joes? Josh? Jose. Ha. Bringing it back. Um yeah, guys, Stoop's fucking dead, man. This is a bummer. Bummer, man. Belinda shows up. Uh, j- thank God Lucy's still around. Yep, thank God Lucy's gonna make it. Uh, <laughs> Belinda shows up. She's with James and the gang. Uh, this is where like James is like kind of reasonable. He's like, "You guys did your thing. We showed up with the guns. Like fucking fights outside. Do whatever the fuck you want, but we're leaving." Uh, Belinda's like, "Where's Stoop? Where's Stoop?" Kind of freak out a little bit. It's night now. They go outside. We got a hell. They do find a a giant tarp that was left in one of the machines that they can cover <laughs> yeah. his corpse with. They do take a moment and do that. Uh, what? She covered her grandma mm-hmm. as well. They head outside, multiple people, all these guns apparently that James's gang had, and yet there's still a guy with a fucking uh, lacrosse stick. Mm-hmm. And he, he is with that? front and center, just in the shit. Some of these dudes had football pads on, like hard hats. I mean, I get that. I get the hard hat and the, the football pads, but the lacrosse stick, dude. <laughs> I mean, maybe he was a fucking championship lacrosse player, and that's his weapon of choice, I guess. Thanks. Sling these fucking balls. They're going to fucking fill it. Yeah, I guess I would always, uh, I would bet on bullet versus lacrosse ball. (laughs) I'm just, call me crazy. Yeah, I don't even know if there was a ball in it. No. Yeah. He was hoping to find 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 one. one. He already took out like three snipers with him. Um, This crowd, though, is blocked by some 
some crashed cars kind of set up in a barricade, but a trash truck blows through. The people cheer. They follow. We round this corner. Multiple of these people are taken out, but most make it through. We're into the park. Belinda and Lucy. At first, at first I thought the trash truck was like the U.S. Army, like, rolling through. But, you know, just that there were, like, reinforcements coming mm-hmm. in. But that that's not the Did case. Did you see Casey Jones riding on the back of that thing? Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, if he would have been there. Oh, hell yeah. It. He's like, fuck, why did I could yeah, just well, waited like an hour to crush Shredder? Where were the turtles during this whole thing? I don't think they're, I don't think they're in Brooklyn. Out. They're Manhattan, right? Terrorists. Dude, you, you team up Casey Jones and Paul Kersey. <laughs> it's the two-man army you need to <laughs> take New York back. Get Throw the warriors in there. They'll be all right. I guess they're Coney Island, though. You calling me a punker? <laughs> All right, they make it into the park. They're running through. It looks fucking great right here. Lucy's tackled by an insurgent, but she shoots him. Uh, she meets back up with Belinda. They're trying to make their way through. They're switching out guns on the way. They're they're running through fucking uh, play sets and swing sets. They're helping those that they can. Uh, Lucy picks up some grenades. They use these to uh, make it to a gate. They're stuck behind these trees. There's some insurgents and like a Humvee. There's like six or seven guys here. Her and Belinda both throw grenades. This allows them to make it into this gate. They meet up with James. The helicopters are right there, he yells. We get an explosion just next to Lucy. She's hit with some shrapnel. Belinda gets shot. Lucy comes back. She picks up a riot shield, and this looks fucking cool. She's kind of crouched down, holding this riot shield, taking shots. She manages to get some cover on Belinda. Not much she can do here. She says, I'm just going to drag you. So she drops the, the riot shield. She starts dragging Belinda, makes it a few feet, immediately shot in the head. Belinda cries out over Lucy's she, body. She does do a, when she's got that right shield up, there's like two guys in the distance and she takes them both out with a pistol. Like she's become a marksman (laughs) during the course of this movie. And she's missing a finger. Mm -hmm. It's fucking awesome. Belinda cries out over Lucy's body. She gets dragged away by some bystanders. They make it. Camera tilts up. We see the chaos that now ensues throughout New York City. That was Bushwick. Dan, let's jump right into that research, yeah. baby. All right, guys, not much here. Um, released January 21st, 2017 at Sundance. Made its premiere there. Oh, I'm surprised uh, Bones didn't watch it in the Louis Vuitton theater. <laughs> I had my... Batista uh, mask on. <laughs> I couldn't find a budget anywhere, but it had a box office comeback of uh, 67K. So apparently it did get a theatrical release. I bet it cost more than $60,000 to make. That's like one theater, right? I mean, that's what it made yeah, at Sundance. <laughs> this it, it probably played there hoping to get some better distribution and... Why the fuck? Uh, okay, whatever. This, 
This yeah, has Lionsgate it's... written all over it, man. Mm-hmm. This has Netflix written all over it. I yeah. can see that too. Just like a. I think this would do like this would have done great on Netflix at the time. I looked at some stuff and it said that uh, some of the reviews I read on Letterboxd they said they watched it on Netflix. So. I'm sure. Yeah, I'm sure it was there at some point. Um, they did have an actress connected to it before Brittany Snow. Uh, I don't, I don't know what happened to that, but apparently she couldn't do it or didn't want to do it. And then Brittany Snow replaced her. Uh, most of the movie was shot in Ridgewood, Queens, not Bushwick. What? Start the movie over, dude. And that's about it. The TV sh- or the film playing on the TV whenever they go visit uh, Belinda is the director's uh, okay, short thank films. Because I was kind of looking at that too. Like, what the hell? And if you notice on the cover, they have an American flag in the background. Six stars are crossed out to represent the states that have uh, succeeded. And that's all I got. I don't know. I think I would, I would say like, let's get some more to succeed. So we get a more balanced flag, right? Like the word is succeed. Yeah. Succeed. Succession. Succession. Not succession. Next week succession. Succession. HBO. Succession. Brian Cox. Succession. C-section. Texas has C-sectioned itself from the United States. Texas has succeeded in secession. Succession. Okay. I'm sure I said succeeded throughout the whole fucking thing. All right. Let us not delay, dudes. Act now. Secede. Secede. Secede yourself from your desk, go into the bathroom, and write down your score on a piece of TP because it's time to play. Rate my letterboxed. Rate my box. Gentlemen, my movie. One of you gotta go first. Dan, I'm gonna step in here. Uh, Hold your breath. (laughs) All right. Dan, I'm giving you a solid 3.0. Bones, I think you like this movie a lot. I'm giving you a 4.0. Cron Howard, I'm giving you a solid 3.0. Bones, I'm, I'm giving you a solid 3.5. Uh, sorry, Dan. I believe the letterbox is 2.5. Yes, sir. Um, Dan... 3.0, Cron 
All right, dudes. Uh, <clears throat> Bushwick. Uh, I do think this movie is pretty creative. I like the one take thing that they're going for, but I do think it is a little bit of like a one trick pony. You watch this movie once through, you kind of got it. There's not a ton of replay value here to me. Um, I do think that the kind of timeline issue of this is all a surprise is a hurdle you have to get over, but I don't know, man. I mean, it's a fun action movie. It is pretty well nonstop from start to finish. Like you do get a few cutaways, but, um, I don't know, man, it just moves. Uh, it's entertaining. I had a good time watching it. Um, I think this is a little, you know, above average. If the average is 2.5, I think this is punching above. Like, Batista's good. Um, and you do kind of get behind his character. Like, watching him cave somebody's skull in, I completely believe that he could punch through a riot helmet in this movie. So, um, yeah, I don't know. I had a good time watching this. I think this is a solid 3.0. Like, it's fun. Um, definitely had a good time watching it. Like... If you haven't seen it, this thing's worth a watch. 3.0. All right, guys. Um, the one shot. It's nice, but I don't think you'd really need it for this. Like I said, there's nothing super memorable there to where you're like, like Children of Men, where you're like, oh, shit, that one shot. Everybody knows what you're talking about. But, um. I think it could just be a regular. Yeah. It's like three things and children of men. The motorcycle. Oh, yeah. But, um, like I said, Kron, I'm going to echo that. It books, man. You, you start, you keep going and that's, it was good. I mean, I, I didn't mind watching this movie. I had a good time. So yeah, I'm going to agree. It's a 3.0 for me as well. Batista's good. No complaints. Fellas, I did uh, an initial watch on this prior to locking it in as my selection. Um, started it. Thought, ah, let me watch a little bit. Kind of maybe do the the Kron last seduction treatment. Let me watch a little bit. See how it plays. Um. It was like 11.30. That, that can come back, can to, come back you. to bite you. It was 11.30. I, uh, I was like, I got to finish this fucking thing. So I came up, kissed my wife goodnight, went back downstairs, threw on my fucking brand new Beats headphones, which connect to the Apple TV. Yeah, that's right. I said it. Brewster's Millions. And was absolutely engaged with this. And thought, I don't know, I think this might be too good for the podcast. Um, decided, nah, fuck it. I want to get Batista in here and try to get some redemption for Army of the Dead. This thing absolutely books. Batista is good. I, I think he's great in this movie. I think Brittany Snow is good. Um, 
the movie accomplishes what it sets out to do with a limited budget. I really like um, how engaged the Steadicam continuous shots feel, even with the seams. I I love I I loved it. I loved this movie. Uh, I do think it has a little bit of like, like Kron said, this could be something where yeah, you watch it once. It was good, and you move on. It's got the one or two digital explosions, which can take you out of it. But I think if I can see past the seams and the transitions, I can see past those. As far as story, I think there's a lot of growth here. I mean, we even talked about like uh, Lucy goes from not knowing what the fuck is going on and loses a finger, loses a grandmother, loses a boyfriend, and is leading people at the end of this. And ultimately, um, I'm listening to the David Milch audiobook right now, and he goes on a lot about like story and character, and like a, a giant thing for that is like sacrifice of self. And we see that with both of our characters. It does end on kind of a downer, but if you're I think it suits the story because you are talking about a snapshot of, you know, what, two hours in this neighborhood. And statistically, these people wouldn't make it. But they still had growth within that. Batista gets some relief in that fucking laundry mat and goes to take a piss, probably feeling better about himself than he had since the loss of his his child and his wife. This is a 4.5, man. I want this to be reflected as high as possible. I want people to watch it. If you don't like it, you don't like it. But I, I, 2.5 is egregiously low. I think people are being way too hard on this. 4.5. All right, guys. Uh, Bushwick would have an average score from the three of us of a 3.5. This would end up at number 20 on the big list. This would be right below Dead Heat, right above Phantom of the Paradise. Please watch Bushwick. Please pay 99 cents and rent Bushwick. It's the one time I'm telling you not to watch something on Tubi. Karan, uh, you ready for Rate My letterbox scores? Absolutely. Dan got a one. I got a two. You got a 1.5. One, two, three, four. All right, guys. At the end of this round... <clears throat> at the end of this round, I would have a score of 11. Bones, you would be at an 11.5. And Dan, bringing up the rear with a 10. I would say still, still anybody's, anybody's game. game. We've got point. three episodes left. Fucking rigged. Well, with that, let's not delay. In the spirit of Bushwick, we're going to keep pushing this fucking thing along. We'll come back. 
It's new round time, baby. No, we have to do. Yeah, fuck I always Mary forget. Fuck do we? Kill. Am I the one that always forgets? Yeah, pretty okay. much. <laughs> pretty much. Dan, uh, bones. No, go ahead. Calm, calm down. I'll go first. Okay, sorry, I'm uh, all worked up. <laughs> uh, you know what? I'm gonna say Mary Bushwick. Uh, just to get a few more eyes on it. I do think it's worth a watch. Uh, fuck Ninja 3, The Domination, and cover it in V8 juice before you do. And I guess that leaves kill for Dark Angel, but uh, very much a reluctant kill. I thought all three movies in this category were pretty fun, so there you have it. I'm uh, marrying that Dark Angel, I'm fucking that ninja, and I might kill Bushwick, but I don't really want to, though. Definitely marrying Bushwick. Absolutely. And you know what? It's an open relationship. I want everybody to enjoy (laughs) it. Uh, I'm going to fuck Dark Angel, and I'm going to kill Ninja 3, but that's a reluctant, that is a, I'm giving it some pain meds. And walking away, kill there. It's it's pretty close. Even even when it's asking you yeah. to kill it, I don't want that on my conscience. But okay, now can I end the show? Mm-hmm. Now's now the time. time. I guess. I'm only slightly hammered. Oh, I didn't I didn't tell you guys. In honor of Bushwick, I purposely sought out a uh, a Brooklyn Brew Brooklyn Brewing Company. Oh. I don't know if you've ever enjoyed any of their. This is their uh, pulp art hazy IPA. It's getting a little cooler now. I'm sticking mostly with the American Pale Ales, and Schlafly's got a great Pale Ale. I even uh, reached out to them on Twitter and got a like for uh, pimping that. It's doing pretty well. Nice. Might be time for that nice. Civil Life Brown. Don't know if you guys have ever enjoyed that. Oof. Should warm you up. That's a good one. I had one thing. Oh, uh, boneless wings. One dollar at Applebee's with the uh, cost Shut of a. The uh, fuck up. Any other? Join the Discord. Uh, handmade burger. Right. <laughs> yes, please join the Discord. Um, the, our days on Twitter are probably numbered. To be perfectly honest, we don't have that huge of a following. People, some people have reached out. We've had. Um, some engagement. If you reach out, you send a message. Uh, we'll send you a poster. We'll send you some stickers. Uh, yeah, but all the same, just get on the Discord. Yes, we'll, if you actually, want, that's where we. Yes, Cron, uh, not so much we'll, on we'll Twitter, but you. pretty active on Discord. Pretty good at undercutting mm-hmm. anything I say. Uh, so if you yeah. enjoy that on the show, you'll love it on the Discord. Um. um you know what? Let's also hype some of our uh, other buddy shows out there. Nerds, Geeks in the Kitchen Sink. Best Little Horror House Best in Philly. House in yeah, Philly. Kron was just recently on there talking Castle Freak. Um, weekly Podcast Massacre. They did a pretty fun show on Lost Boys. Some some arguments there on one particular famous child actor, which was pretty fun. Um, hey, and oh, of course. Put out more episodes, please. <laughs> I missed the show. Or if 
they might be busy, so maybe we just need to bring them back again. And maybe they haven't mm-hmm. lost the, uh, I don't know. Maybe we'll cover Mr. Baseball, and that'll force Nick to come on. True. Check out the movie oh, yeah. Psycho as well. Thank you, Chris. Well, uh, for Cron Howard, for Laundry Dan, I have been Bones. This has been Bushwick on the Five Day Rentals podcast. This closes up Invasions. When we come back for the after showers, old Cronny here reveals the next category. It's going to be good. He always has good ones. I'm the one who has sick, shitty ones. Dan's are pretty good, too. Oh, well. Crash and burn. Crash and burn. Crash and burn. All right, welcome back, everybody, to the Five Days Rentals podcast. Uh, it's that special after shower segment where we're going to find out what we've got in store for the next three episodes. We just wrapped up Invasions, brought to us by Laundry Dan. Are you guys ready for this? I love it. I love this. Yeah. Let's do it. All right, guys. Uh, I do have three categories left. Dan was trying to talk me down to two, but it is three. I thought we cleared this up when we were all standing in my kitchen. Dan is supposed to have one less than us, but he admitted that he had made one extra category. So (laughs) I guess he gets 11 in season one. Because I came back and was like, you were right. I only had two left. So now I only have one category left. All right, so I've plugged in one through three on random.org. If you want to know, my actual numbers are one, seven, and ten. But here we go. One. Guys, I've been sitting on this category for a while. (laughs) If you remember, our co-host Bones brought us a category named My Face on the $1 Bill. And I want you to consider this to be a sister category to that because the name of this category is You Never Rub Another Man's Rhubarb. <laughs> Guys, this category is dedicated to an 80s and 90s mainstay I kind of touched on this in The Last Seduction, but we're jumping into all erotic thrillers in this category. Guys, we're starting out with the one and only Brian De Palma's Body Double. Hell yeah. Not not Body Heat, Dan. Don't write it down incorrectly. (laughs) Uh, This is one I've been- I didn't get that wrong. Brian De Palma did. I've been wanting to talk about it for a while- um, don't know if this is available anywhere, but as always, we'll let you guys borrow my personal <laughs> copy of the film. So there you have it. Uh, Body Double is going to be the next one we watch. Hell yeah. Is this the last of Palma on your list? 
Uh, yeah, the other two are not DePaul okay. movies. <laughs> I haven't brought that. Many. No, no, I'm just wondering. Yeah, this is your third one. Uh, I'm sorry, he's a great director that's put out a lot of quality work. <laughs> I just started his doc. I'm like, I just got, I just got to where he's talking about Mission Impossible. I have an alternate if you don't want to watch no, Body I, Double. No, I've never seen I mean, Body Double. I figured it was coming. So mm-hmm. I've I've held on. Um, I'm stoked. I'm stoked. Um, you can rent it. Yeah. That's about it. Hell yeah. Well, you can watch my copy. From 1984. Mm-hmm. Hell yeah, dude. I'm glad I skipped over wait to see. this in the documentary. I skipped over any of the ones I hadn't seen. Can't wait to see what you two bring to the table for this erotic thrillers I, category. I don't, ever, I don't bring much here. The stats confirm that. Bones, you like that uh, never rub enough from incredible. Barb? Incredible. I mean, that, that whole movie's chock full of lines that could... Yeah. It's a good one. Where does he get those wonderful toys? I mean, that's a. Uh, yeah. All right. That's it. That's the show. Join no, us next it. week for. I guess we're making up for that. Uh, I, I, I want to apologize for that cold open idea. I thought that would be better, but you guys just seemed not into it. I think I counted a dozen sips during. Sorry, what should have been active engagement. So uh, I'm just going to take that as not that you guys were thirsty, but you were bored with the premise. So I think it's more that Dan and I were uh, both worried about our New York (laughs) accents not landing. That was sort of the premise. So thought we could get those out of the way before we dove into Bushwick. Well, hey. I'm ready. That's the show. We love you. Until next week, Cyber Christ lives. Can't be a stud if you don't eat your grub. <laughs>